Hey, everybody. It's me again. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it so much. Um, as you're going through this episode, I have a huge favor, if it's possible, if not, I understand. But as you go through this episode and you hear something that really resonates with you, something that you feel inspired about, if you can bookmark it, let me know at what time that occurred and leave it in the comments somewhere. Reach out to me. I just want to know which part really resonates with you. So if possible, please do that for me. Leave me a line. I only want to get better. It's all a part of my process. So I appreciate you. Thanks. Have a listen. Welcome, everybody, to episode two of Processing the Process. I have another special guest that I want to introduce you guys to. Uh, She is an incredible person that has done amazing things over the past, what, three or four years. I know you've been grinding for a very long time, but I can really see the, the payoff in the last couple of years. And I'm excited for people to understand your story, understand your journey, know where you came from, know where you are, know where you're going and all that good stuff. So without further ado, I want you to, Erica, introduce yourself, uh, tell everyone who you are, where you come from, a little bit of your origin story, if you will. Okay. Sounds good. So, um, my name is Erica Canley. Um, originally from New Orleans. Hey, who that always (laughs) represent my home team, the saints. Absolutely. Um, but I was born in New Orleans, of course, um, came here to Houston by way of Katrina, unfortunately, like mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Some people decided to make um, Houston home, and that's kind of what I did. I, I started my home here. Um, I started my family here. I had a job. So um, I've been in Houston for, I would think, Katrina has literally been, I don't know, it was what? I know, what year was that? Katrina, I mean, it seems like Katrina it, was in 05. 05? Okay. So we are, what? Man. Yeah, 2019. Ooh, I actually it's like came 14 to, years. So I came to Houston in 2007. Right. 2006, 2007. Yeah. So you was out here just a year before. Exactly. Obviously, Katrina hit and yep. you planted your flag. and. Yeah. So I've been in Houston ever since. And it's just crazy because, like I said, I'm saying it's like so surreal. Like, it's 14 years already that I've been here. I, I would have never thought uh-huh. I would be in Houston that long. Absolutely. Um, But, you know, I've been afforded a few opportunities and this is where I'm at. This is where home is for now. I don't know if this is going to be my final destination, um, but this is where I make my bread and butter. This uh-huh. is where I have my friends and my family. And I have extended family. My, you know, my, my immediate family has kind of been spread out since Katrina. Absolutely. My mom's in Chicago. Um, my sister's in med school at Howard. Um, you know, but here, you know, my, you know, this is home. I don't know if she was at Howard. Yeah. She's, she's almost the done. Other, the other HU. Yeah. She's um, almost done. She's I done. attended Hampton. So oh, I'm yeah. familiar you know, with okay. her. And they, right. uh, not too long ago, just had a, a homecoming. So I know she was yeah. probably it, having fun unfortunately, out there. Unfortunately, she was in New Orleans for homecoming. Oh, she was? Okay. Yeah. She's, she's doing some training for, for her medical. She's uh, studying to be a neurosurgeon. So she's almost done. Come on. Come on, Remy. Finish, please. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I want to pass the torch. I've been grinding, like you said, for a, a, a while now. So talk about it. So you have a sister. So give us the backstory. You grew up in New Orleans. And I grew up in New what Orleans. What kind of kid were you? What kind of student okay, were you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We going back, back. Okay, everybody has Just a, a little bit. Like, you know, obviously, yeah, you know, so. being an entrepreneur now, it's always, in my opinion, good to see where they started. Rather yeah. they were selling candy or if they were good in school, not good in school. Like bit. it's. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So, um, no, I went to school in New Orleans. I went to Mount Carmel Academy, graduated from Redeemer Seton High School. Um, and during my journey in high school, I, the kid I was, I was, man, I was very precocious. Uh-huh. 
Um, my mama would tell you I probably tried everything under the sun. Um, in terms of what? Like everything. Just trying to get over on somebody or starting a business? Like Trying to get over. Like I wanted to be out. Like I wanted to, like, I, I remember this. It's crazy now because I have, you know, I have a son. Yep. But my mom was like, just just wait till you have a son. You want to be grown? You think, you know, and I yep. was like, no, I want to I want to move out. I want to pay bills. I was like, yeah, give me that life. Couldn't wait to get older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, now I'm like, mama, uh, right? I feel you. Um, Seriously. So. Um, went to a great school, great education, private school. Um, I was raised by my mom and my stepdad. You know, I know my biological father, but my stepdad has had been in my life for two years. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he recently passed. passed Sorry August. to hear that. Um, unexpected, but that's life. Um, no. But, you know, I had, a, I had a very fortunate childhood. My mom, you know, unfortunately dropped out of high school to have me. She was 16 years old when she had me. Um you know, single mom at the time. Like I said, I knew who my dad is, have a relationship with my biological father, mm-hmm. um, but they were distant. You know, um, my family in, it, in its entirety is a big family. I have a big support system, mm-hmm. um, grandparents, multiple, you know, people used to tease me like, oh my God, you got, how many dads do you have? I mean, I was like, okay, y'all laughing while y'all getting one Christmas gift. I'm getting like a yeah. dozen. Like, y'all but that just means funny. you had a larger village to I did. I had help large... you in your development and I, and I really as a young adult. Would, Listen to take heed to that. I'm not saying broken families is the way to go, yeah. um, but my family was broken, but it was also mending um, my heart, you know, in a sense where it helped mold the person I am today. Seriously. Understood. Let me. So what do you I know? We, I don't want to get too far off topic because sure. I know a lot of this is about your process, but I want to get the backstory and the backdrop to yeah. show where you are today. Mm-hmm. Do you look at the what could be seen as downfalls and and necessarily negatives in your life more so as positives or do you look at them as I don't want to share that I don't want to say that it's a bad time in my life I don't like to look at it like how do you look at it it that way because again I think we all have a different phase of you know maturity or development or evolution whatever your process is Mm -hmm. Um, but for me it's just a journey it is it's a a path that I'm on and Mm -hmm. life is kind of just working its way out and I don't look at it as a, a negative, um, yep. if you would. I definitely think it, it definitely has taught me a lot. I have learned through everything that I have been through. I agree. Um, I, I Like I said this on my last show, uh, I call it chips, like chips on your shoulder. Like yeah. people, I feel like if you can lean into your chips, the negative, the things that, you know, I believe in 2019, we're a little bit more open and talking about mental health and speaking about, you know, I look at, I look at Cardi B as a positive for me because she speaks her truth. She doesn't run away from it. It is what it is. She wears it on her shoulder, but I think people give her admiration and love her for that because she's not scared to talk about that, which could be a chip on her shoulder and a reason why, but those chips in my opinion can be positives to get you going. It's like, you know what? I had to overcome this. It's going to make me much better. And if we're going to talk about being authentic, I think that's really where, that's the now, that's the present, that's also the future. Mm-hmm. Because I, I work in media, but I always tell people, just be transparent, be organic as you possibly can, because people can see through the bullshit. Absolutely. Excuse my French. No, 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 absolutely. Um, so they can they can see it. And a lot of times in media, one of the things that we always talk about, like you're telling me now, let's talk about the backstory. We want people to hear your story. Mm-hmm. Because my story is really a testimony to someone else. Absolutely. And the problem that we have just as, you know, people and specifically African American, we don't like to share things that we may feel may be embarrassing. I think it's also in our culture, if you know, if you speak in real about the African American growing up, the experience, if you will, 
you're almost told, not even say almost told, you are told, don't talk about what goes on in this house. Keep it closed lip. And I was a part of it. I I mean, I I I think all of us were. Exactly. So, and I tell my son now, you talk. Yeah. You, You feel comfortable. I don't care how embarrassed you may feel. I don't care what you think I might say. You have a voice, and my, I don't shut him down. Mama yeah. is not going to shut you down. I need you to be expressive. And again, he's he's went through. He's a product of unfortunately a, a broken home now. Going mm-hmm. went through a, recently a divorce. But out of all of that, what I share is love. I express love. So just to go back to what you were asking me, based on how I was raised, going through that broken family, but being raised by my stepdad and having multiple grandparents. It was a lot of love there, yeah. you know. So although the situation from the outside looked like we're a broken family, when you were in my family, you could see the love. I could feel the, feel love. the love, and I think that's love. why I'm such um, a strong-minded person. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to break me. Mm-hmm. Or when I have down moments, I always revert back to some of my childhood, child, uh, childhood memories where I could remember that feeling. If you would, hundred percent. So I definitely understand, and it does. It it transfers into everything that I do as a mother, into my work environment, into my relationships, my networking. All of that, it comes with exactly, and that's a part of your journey. That's a part of your process. Absolutely. So learning more, obviously, about your childhood and the love that you had, and you know, wanting to grow up and do your own thing, and probably had your hands in a lot of different businesses. Like, talk to us a little bit about. Your role today, what it is that you do, your company. Tell us about sure. what so, you're doing currently in 2019. Okay, so that's, like I said, that was a journey. I, I After Katrina, it was just like, oh, my God, devastation. Lost mm-hmm. everything. Started over. My mom was a CEO of a hospital. And I was literally raising my sister because she was traveling back and forth to Houston while I was still trying to rebuild in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a lot. But, you know, like I said, you're sometimes forced into situations to make you the person that you are today. And it really built me to be a person that is um, somewhat independent, but I'm definitely like a go-getter. Like I find a way to make it to happen, make things happen. Um, that is my strength. Yeah. Um, you know, but I always tell people I'm a pause to say that's my strength, but I never we got to never forget to check on the strong friend. Because, again, mental health is important. Absolutely. Even when I was going through some things and even my separate people was like, we didn't know you did this and you look happy because I carry myself yep. well. But people suffer in silence. And I was one of those people. Um, but I learned to write. I, I, I write a lot. I take notes. I write more than I've ever done before as a way to cope. Um, Has that always been something that you've always no. – so you developed that or learned that that's a good way for you to yes. process? and a lot of times it was because of several things, but mental abuse, physical abuse. Mm-hmm. I was shut down mm-hmm. verbally. Um, and then I would find myself, you know, putting it in my phone. But then in my phone, it's just there. But I, I found I found it to be more soothing when I could write it. More therapeutic for you. Absolutely. So that was something that came way later. Gotcha. Way later. Um, but where I am now in my career is that I was working at, I backtrack, I, Katrina Kappen. I was working at AT&T. I was there for um, about six and a half years. Mm-hmm. And even then, it was like my first telecommunications job. And I, I got in when it was hot. When I say it was hot, AT&T exclusively carried the iPhone. And so you were on the sales side in the store. I if I wanted to go side, in the store yes. and buy a phone, Absolutely. I was talking to Erica. Absolutely. But I was at one of the – I was at the AT&T Experience Store, which is the Compact Center, which is right off of um, 59 and, yep. and Southwest Freeway, which is like their flagship yep. back in the day. 
So exclusively at that moment, we at that time, sorry, we had the iPhone. And Everybody had you, that iPhone. Yeah. Still to this day. AT&T had it exclusively. Yep. No other Nobody carried, yep. carried it. So when I tell you the grass was greener on the other side, I yeah. was making some money. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it was great traveling. Um, I met my, my now ex-husband at the time. We were doing some things, just living living life. And yeah. it was a good good time because, again, after going through such a tumultuous event as Katrina, I needed that. I yeah. needed something to kind of revive me and, and reburn that energy inside of me. So that that was that, that starting point for me. Um, and AT&T, it afforded me more opportunities. I So that telecommunications, phones, everybody has to have a phone, right? Absolutely. It, it, before it was like, oh, it's a want. No, it's a necessity now. You have and to have it. It's amazing. It's how, the modern day. This is the way we communicate for everything. We watch TV. changed that, right? Absolutely, 100%. So, um, I literally had so many people come into the store. I met a lot of people, athletes, celebrities, normal people, everyday people. But I networked. When, that, when they came into the store and had a conversation with Erica about, hey, I'm here to get a phone, mm-hmm. I was tapping into more than them just buying a phone for me. I was trying to develop relationships with people, build rapport. That was something I was always taught. Okay, That's so you that so came from my background, too. So when they came in the store to purchase a phone, you made it a point to dig deeper is that was that a part of your pitch, or is just was your nature just That's to learn just more nature. and just That's wanted to nature. network? Like I said, that came from my upbringing. Gotcha. Right? My family's very loving, and and we want to know people. And even down south in New Orleans, it's it, hospitable, right? Yeah. Yep. It's like down. Come on. Yep. Southern hospitality. Come over, we spend a night. Oh, like who's all these people in my house? That's what we do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And honestly, that just genuinely and anybody that knows me, my friends, my family, my associates, my coworkers, they will tell you the aura that I possess. It's literally like that. It's genuine. It's like, okay, hey, you come in. Yeah, you come in for a phone, right? Yeah. But you never know who you may encounter. And that really was what I would think about every day. And every day, it's a choice. You go to work. Everybody's like, oh, you work for a company. It's the same thing every day. You're just selling cell phones. No, you can change how your day is formatted. Absolutely. So, yeah, I sold cell phones. I agree. How I interacted was not the same every day. My approach in going to work was not the same every day. My success in work was not the same every day. It so was what was your, day. what was the goal? So obviously I know at that time it had to be make as much money as possible, flip and get as many phones out the door as possible, increase your paycheck yes. as much as possible. Yes. But was there another drive behind that that developed while you were there? Rather it was, I was develop I your own, like young, tell me what was so your. It, it, I really felt that I was young and at that, well, young in a sense where for me, where I'm from, yeah. at the age and the company that I worked for and the amount of money that I was making at that time, uh-huh. you're right. I was just thinking short-term at that point. I was like, okay. oh, I'm grinding. I'm getting this money. I'm making a lot of money for my age. And and things just kind of happened, right? Mm-hmm. Started met my husband, started a family, and just things just kind of unfolded. But long-term, I saw a path of success with AT&T at that time. Okay. I always was saying, again, when you're somewhere – Life is about change. It's about evolution. If you don't evolve, you stay stuck. You mm-hmm. get stagnant. Just stagnant. So one thing about me when I was going to work and the success that I was having because it was natural to me, mm-hmm. I was very successful within the time that I was there. Every year, I, I made Summit President Circle awards. You know, top rank associate, uh, top three percent in a company in Houston. It was it was it was a phenomenal run. Now I know you have a, a story that goes beyond just this small portion where it started at AT and T, but before we go into the the next couple of phases, 
I think it's important. And I really want to talk about the process because just to, for you to, to spit off some of your accomplishments really quickly, yeah. I think it can go over people's head just to hear about the successes yeah. you had. If you can, in a, in a short amount of time, however you can convey that to anyone who's listening, what did you do differently in order to reach those successes within the company? Because it's not easy. It sounds easy. Yeah, somebody may let's say it's you, iPhone. Everybody, everybody. Well, everybody didn't make it. You made you, it. What I'm going to tell you is, is not going to shock you. But it was a philosophy that I did. I was consistent. Consistency is key. This, consistency. I promise you, consistency is key. You have to be consistent. So, again, every day if I had a bad day, I didn't let that bad day affect the next affect day. The next day. Okay. My goals were my goals that I had to accomplish. So I set short-term and long-term goals. To me, talk about those those little. I know we get on one. Get into the weeds. If you can, if you can recall, what were some of the little stuff that you little did that things. your coworkers didn't do, but you knew that if I do this two no, things now no, in the no, next year, I'll I be. So AT and T again. You sold cell phones, but yep. AT and T just wasn't a cell phone provider. They had many other solutions that we were technically could pitch, mm -hmm. whether it was business solutions home solutions there was other things outside of just the wireless just correct so okay. yeah the, the goals may have been here but you can reach accelerators by tapping into some of those other things so i never stopped with one point of sale i was always thinking of a one-stop shop solution because if i could be that expert mm -hmm. that provided that one-stop shop i have now built rapport mm -hmm. i've built relationship and i've built longevity and that is important. That's Absolutely. where the consistency became because I'm like, okay, I've done this. They're going to come back to me. And that's where my coworkers, they would get up. They were, they were turning faster. Yeah. So they, they would worry about quantity and we hear exactly, about this in sales and exactly. not about quality. My goal has always been quality, quantity and quality, but quality outbeat my quantity because when I was quality doing quality work, uh -huh. it was quantifying automatically. So it was blessing me just by doing the right thing and taking time with those folks. It was it, taking the time you, you built the and relationship. I wasn't burning myself out where I would see my coworkers burning their self out and yeah. sometimes still not making it. And I'm yeah. looking, they're like, well, what are you doing? And I'm yeah. slow. I just kept the consistent approach, but I set those goals short term and long term. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I was a quality expert, right? I understood the, the value of building a relationship. If they left, with me and I did what I was supposed to do from A to Z. Guess mm -hmm. what? Miss Mary was telling Miss Betty. Miss Betty was telling Jack. Jack was telling Frida. It didn't matter. Everybody was coming to you because you built that reputation. Absolutely. More than anything, you Absolutely. built the reputation. And I would have, and again, at that time, like I said, iPhone was exclusive. Mm -hmm. The waits in the stores were horrific. I mm -hmm. would have people literally wait 30, 40 minutes for Erica. When that, at that young age, when you're someone's waiting for your time, mm -hmm. it slowed me down. It was like, you know what? I got I to gotta value this. Mm -hmm. And I took it very seriously because at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? They're responsible for putting money in my pocket. Yep. Yes, it's it's my intellect, my abilities, my skill set. But they have to pay for what they need. So I need to I need to meet them halfway. Absolutely. How do I do that? Quality. Quality. Consistency. That's key. 
that's very key in consistency. Okay. Even as no matter what you do, if you're an athlete, this podcast, for example, I have to be consistent with this podcast and this video and in the channel and keep Man, up with I that. You, it's I, all about you, consistency. When you approach me about it, I, I said the same thing. I'm like, hey, this is a good concept. Mm hmm. Thank but it's you. only going to be as good as you allow it to be. Absolutely. And the only way that you're going to allow it to do is you stay focused and you keep going. And it's all a part of the process. That's this is it. my journey. That's it. So fast forward. So you're at AT&T for six years. About did six you, and a half years. Did you, um, were you promoted within AT&T at promoted the time? I was promoted okay. a lot of times. So what was your, what was your last title? I started off as title? a part-time salesperson. Started off part-time. Mm -hmm. I did part-time. I did home solutions. I did assistant manager. I did uh, B2B, uh, uh, store manager, and then general uh, uh, general sales manager. So I ran a store. So you were um, was running, last, was the last gig that you had correct, there running a store. in Katy, Texas at the time. Yes, I, I worked several different stores. I worked at the Experience Store, which was the Compact Center. Mm -hmm. I worked at a store on Main Street. Um, I worked at two stores in the Katy area, but I finally finished in the Katy market or Katy, Texas. Understood. Uh, running as a, a general sales manager of one of those stores. And it was great. And honestly, I, you know, it's funny because I was making a lot of money and I resigned. I left AT&T and it wasn't because, like you said, what was next? Mm -hmm. At that point, I was, I felt that I had reached the pinnacle with AT&T. AT&T, as you know, there those positions are vetted and people that have them they're mm -hmm. tenured in those positions mm -hmm. right so you know when i was you know upward mobility would have said i could be a director of sales but people that was in that role had been in that role they For, were successful in that role. okay so when it came to a level of uh career advancement past where i was the door the, the door was narrow Right? Gotcha. So for me, it was more like, okay, I would have to explore opportunities on the other markets. And I, I wasn't looking to do that at that Cause time. Because you were still kind of close to home to I New Orleans, home, started family, making a family here. built my family here, just mm -hmm. built the home here. So the timing of it, it just wasn't beneficial to me. Perfect. So I, I literally, and I left on good terms, and it's amazing because I still, again, relationships. Uh -huh. I still have the same relationships with some of those people. Not only that, some of the same people from cell phones. This was business and cell phones or my customer in a different era and genre and what I do, which is a total different genre and category today. Because of your relationships, and your reputation Absolutely. and the way that you conducted yourself Absolutely. as a business person. Absolutely. Perfect. And, and just as a person, as a human, because business is one thing. But people can when you go in, like I tell people, you cut the facade. Yeah, I, I still got to get to know you. Right. And that's why I said it was past. I really genuinely tried to know um I'm going to throw out a name. One of my clients was um, Scott Boremaster, and I remember them vividly. Okay. Uh, Scott Boremaster, even Scarface. You know, I met both of them while working at AT&T. Both became business clients, mm -hmm. um, helped their family. But this was outside of work. It, even Lexus. I'll give you, I, I, I purchased my first Lexus. I don't remember when. But Steve Mahan was my sales associate. He came into AT&T with a problem. Everybody was running from the problem. I yeah. said, I'll take this head on. Not to know he would be the next person that got me qualified and put me, when I say red carpet success, yeah. red carpet rollout for my, my car, my Lexus. And that was strictly off a relationship that I encountered with him offering a solution for a problem that everybody wanted to run away from. And then just being kind and not, you saw it, you probably saw it as an opportunity, but also you saw him as a human being, as a person. Somebody needs to help him. I have the capability to help him as we a human being. We all have the capability of helping, right? Mm -hmm. It's like I said, it's what you choose to do. Yep. And that choice 
set me up for something else that God already had prepared. Yep. And that's just how the universe works. I was like, oh my God, oh, I, you work for who? Pray, oh my God. And when I tell you that opened up a new car, that opened up Lexus lounge seats at the Houston Rockets game, it, it went on and it led one Lexus to another Lexus. Not only that, it led to another relationship, yep. and referrals. It's, it's, it's amazing how that process, if you would, works. Absolutely. So you left, resigned, yeah. AT&T on your own, yep. good terms, Good terms. made they, great relationships. They, they, they still like, you want to come back? Hey, as a consultant, <laughs> I'll come back as a consultant. I made good money consulting. Absolutely. So what, did you, so what did you do after you left AT&T? What was the next role for you? Honestly, what was the next? at that point, I, I didn't have no solid plan. I had a little bit of retirement. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm going to retire at under 30. Hold yeah. on now. Wait yeah. a minute. I wasn't ready for that. Uh, but again, fresh starting a family. So I knew I needed to work. Right. And I enjoy working. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, oh, yeah. at that point, I, I didn't mind the, the hustle, the, the, the grind. You you thrived in it. Yeah. Like it was it Success wasn't it wasn't work. Easy, right? It wasn't work yeah, for it you. Wasn't. It really wasn't. I enjoyed it. Um, so I, I wind up taking a small I wanted to develop some other skills. So what I will say is, as I've taken or been successful in certain roles, I always look for um, where could I challenge myself a little bit more? Right. And at the time, my my um, husband at the time, he was in outside sales B2B. And I was like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. Let me try that. Yep. I'm not built for outside <laughs> sales. OK, so I did. I worked for a company called Tell Pacific Communication coming from the communication background. Yep. So that would be great. Uh-huh. Good segue for you. <sighs> no. Outside. When I say outside business, B2, knocking on getting kicked out of buildings. No. Yep. Yep. Erica does not like rejection. <laughs> I don't like no. I have learned through my process yeah. to overcome those, which has been also part of my success. I, I quickly identify I don't like rejection. I don't like no's. Understood. So most people those, don't. They, yeah, but most people will settle for it. True. I don't settle for Very it. Very true. Because I've learned that if, 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 if I received a no or gotten a rejection, I probably didn't hit them with a solution that benefited gotcha. them. So why do you feel like you weren't set up for success in a – Outside sales role. Training. Training. It just wasn't So for you it was training. I, yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. It wasn't something that I was trained in. Um, and a lot of things in, in, in work, depending on, like I said, your natural abil- abilities or your skill set is learn behavior, right? You learn things. You learn them through training classes. You learn them through uh, on-site coaching or shadowing somebody. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. I literally saw, okay, um, my husband, he was built for that at the moment. Yeah. He was doing well. I was like, oh, you can, I, it can't be that hard. Yeah. And then I watched people and then I was looking at the, again, the money side and I liked the opportunity to go out, come back and kind of, you know, it, at that point it was gearing me to learn how back then, mm-hmm. how entrepreneurs really work. An entrepreneur's, um, role is similar to an outside B two B in a sense because yep, they have to in manage a, a book of business. They have to plan their day. They have to time management. They have to set. There's a lot to do. So mm-hmm. I picked up on some of those assets going through that when I quickly identified that's not for me. But I quickly but you honed in on some of your skills for that for me. Gotcha. Exactly, and that continued to open the door. And I was I've always been like I said I've been a, a good character of aura where I can build rapport and I've gotten people to even if they didn't want to buy. Mm-hmm. They bought. Gotcha. So somewhere within my natural ability, my skill set, my sales. You was able pitch, to. I was able to uh, bundle, upgrade, 
And that worked in my favor. And I'll say that because I then, after doing Telcific, I went to a company, Reach Local, which was a Google affiliate. Okay. And at the time, they were transitioning, revamping the company. I'm like, oh, wow, Google. I'm like, Google training. Yeah. Getting firsthand um, experience really in the marketing world, uh-huh. which is honestly the scheme behind a lot of things. Business is marketing. So what was your what was you doing in that role? So I was similar outside sales, okay. but also inside. But I was doing a lot of account management, account managing accounts once I sold to those accounts uh-huh. and growing the account upward. Okay. So it allowed me to take, like you said, some of those skills that I had previously honed mm-hmm. and grow my business from there. Gotcha. Right. And it was good because, again, making money, but it was now going into a niche that I already thrived in. Start getting more comfortable. I was more comfortable. I was I was like, okay, I can see myself in the role. And I was fine. I was doing well at Reach Local. Uh-huh. Uh, they had went through several uh, um, changes. The president changed. Company was going through some things. And I didn't I, – I left there. I didn't – involuntarily, involuntarily, in a sense, still on good terms. Yeah. I was actually recruited okay. by another company, which is a, uh, KPRC Channel 2 Television, at the time to help start their digital department because at Reach Local, I was purely dealing with digital media gotcha. and marketing. Most companies at this time, which is around 2013, 2014, this is when the whole digital era was coming to flourish. Yeah. Big yeah. Time. Now it's like oh, foreign it's to like, like think about how was it five, six years ago? Yeah, well, but back when I was starting, we wasn't on. these projections was already in place that mm. this was going to happen. So I was given that torch to lead it. And to understand it and to say, okay, I can thrive. If I can get ahead of it, I'm mm-hmm. going to win. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. I was able to get ahead of it. I worked for Channel 2. I helped with their digital department. Was there, very successful. Um, and again, when you are successful, people pay attention. Even when you're not, you, I'm literally just doing my job. Yep. You will be amazed how many eyes were on you. I had If you do what you do well, you do it right, people they naturally know. No matter what you, like, you just, you can just. Attention. It's, it's hard why, not to. That's better. Even and that's why I say even as a child, like they be like you, 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 Eric Tart, Elora's Tart, granddaughter. I'm like, how y'all know? They something about. I'm like, dang. You say your name, your name. Like I say your name. People absolutely. Show reputation. You absolutely. see. And- so that's literally what happened with Channel Two. I was there. I was successful. And how long um, were you there for? I was there for all almost a year, not okay. quite a year. But um, again, and- learning more skills, picking up new traits, things that. Making Maybe you money, didn't have making good making money, good money, building more relationships, building now some of my affiliate relationships that I would now later take. Again, it's been a building block that everything that I've that where God, I'm gonna put it that way, where yeah. God started me from. Yeah, it just started to level up, level up and keep growing. But they were just stepping stones yep. to one another. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I hear I, you. I, 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 OK, so we I hear you there and we starting at the bottom. Like I felt after Katrina, I was at the bottom. And every time I was just climbing up those stairs and right? getting better, getting and better, better and better, learning more about your process, your journey. But in, even and, in that process. Right. Because that's what happens. That's how the world, the enemy, whatever you want to call that yeah. energy. attacks. Uh-huh. Because very successful in a professional realm. But then I was suffering on a personal realm. OK. Right. Because I am very successful, but I'm juggling now. Being a, a mother, a new mother, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now a girlfriend, now later on a wife, and having a very work intense career. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It was a lot because 
not that I wasn't built for it, but again, I had to pave my own way. So I would pick up, that's interesting, pick up different ideologies from my mom who had been successful, dropped out of school, uh, became a CEO. Now she's the president of a regional chain in Chicago, very successful. But I that came with that came with a lot of compromises. It came with a lot of missed events and time that's that a, you cannot. But get that's back. that's in your pedigree. For it one, is. that is. your mom was able to accomplish those things and overcome some setbacks that obviously was her setup for success. new thing and obviously success. Correct. How did you being a new mother and female play into your role in achieving some of those goals? Did any of those attributes of being a mother, being a wife, did oh, any of that help? Me. Oh, it did. It, it did both. Okay. It helped. It was pros and it was cons. So the pros were is that when I look at my son, that's, mm-hmm. that is the only motivation. See him running around. I say that that's the only motivation that I need every day. Every day. I, every day that I wake up, when he wakes up, when he, if, I tell people, as long as I have breath in my body, that's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And when he wakes up, that's a fresh new opportunity at whatever I have to do that day by the grace of God. So, and that's a gift. So I was motivated by just seeing my son. I, everything that I did, I worked diligently for my family that's good i i did everything i did i was you know i had you know moments where i was would be told that i was selfish in my process mm-hmm. but it was never my intent to be selfish my intent was i was just a hard worker yeah i was really really a hard worker but i had issues juggling how to balance understood. that's where i suffered understood i my weakness was i couldn't balance everything but you know Support needs to help you balance, right? Yeah. Whether it been my other half, my family, you need support to help balance. Yeah. Until you can um, have a knowledge of yourself and kind of learn what what your triggers are and what makes you tick and how to do things the right way and put things into priority, it's hard to balance by yourself. Yep. Right? I agree. It is. It's, it's very hard I, I, to balance. I don't have children, but I can understand how. You that... got a puppy? That's a child. <laughs> we have a puppy now. Oh really? So I have a second child. Oh yes. Oh yeah, that's oh, two yes. then. Okay. I do have a dog. Okay, and so a that's puppy. a baby. That's a baby. That's a full time responsibility. Um, but it, it's it's that was motivation, right? Um, at the time, like I said, I, we can get into that later. I was I was married, and I was I when I got married, I said because I came from a broken family, I was going to get married one time. Mm-hmm. I said that to myself. Yeah. I believed it when I said it. Yeah. However. It didn't work out that way. Cars didn't fall that way. No, it didn't. But it was, I now know I could have changed some things, but work too. I, again, I was working and it compromised with whatever excuse I can give. It would yeah. be an excuse. Yeah. The reality of the situation was, yes, everything that I worked for, all of that did help into the role uh, as a mother, being motivated by my son. But some of the challenges was missing out on opportunities that I really didn't want to miss out on. Or being going to work, coming home tired, still having to be a wife, still having to be a mother and commit and give the same, if not more, to my family who needs me. Than you did to your to career and your work. Correct, right? It is, it, it's very hard. That's a struggle. Um, a struggle. I do, I'm not apologetic about who I deem as someone that I watch a lot, which is Gary Vee and a lot of his is kindness and, and happiness yes. and do what's happy and not judging yourself. And listening to him has helped retrain some of that, my process and the way that I think about things, but it's also helped me or helped me identify some of the things that he's been saying, things that I understand, things that 
I think the same way, but he right. was able to vocalize it in a way that's like, okay, I think that way. He was able to label it. But to what you're saying, it's like being selfish, obviously wanting to have that career, wanting to have that family and juggling both, which I can totally understand being very difficult on the male side, but I can only imagine it being difficult on the female side and all the things that come along with yeah, that. Yeah, because you got DJ, it's, it, you get, you guys have to do, even on the male, because I have to keep in mind, I have to think how you think, and we, we, we're different. We're yeah. wired, but your work, I have to provide, right? Because in my head, I have a husband, but I, I, I was built to, like, yeah, you're, you're a hustler. Dad, you right? like, you I came from my mom and my yeah. dad, both. Um, but go to work, come home, help with homework, cook, you know, and make intimate time for your family, your, your fiance, your husband, whatever. Yeah. Make time for yourself because that was another piece. I was missing out on time for myself. Mm -hmm. So if I could give myself nothing, I had nothing else to give yeah. my son or my husband yeah. or those around me that found value in me, you know, but what I did do, like I said, that, that was a challenge. But again, I've learned from that now. I know what not to do yeah. going forward. Yeah. And, and that's a blessing. It's all a learning step. It, it is. Learning it process. Is, it is. It is. It's like I said, it's unfortunate because through the psyche of that, now I have to um, be cognizant of my son's psyche who's affected by it. Yeah. Um, but I, I give him that platform. I, I give him the outlet to, to just speak um, and to write or whatever, however he needs to Whatever his outlet, and whatever that, is good that, for him. Mental issues are real. Um, 100%. One thing that we have to do is counseling. We don't. We like to shy away from that. But Caleb and I go to counseling. We're not above counseling. No, that's right? good. We're I mean, I've I've had my own share with mental illness and it. people hide from it though. But it, again, if we're all honest about it, I think everybody has a little bit of mental illness because mental illness, in a sense, is just you not taking care of yourself. That's mental. Yeah. The moment you let your mind, your body down. Because mentally you're stressed out or you got too much anxiety or you got mm -hmm. too much on your plate. Mm -hmm. You're not taking care of yourself. So nope. you're mentally ill. You're affecting your mental is affecting every aspect of your body. About you and around you else. and your family. But it yes. also I know we kind of talking about the, the mental health now, but, you know, you really have to one, like you saying, take care of yourself, take care of your own sanity. But also going back to what we said a lot earlier, just the, the culture in which we grew up in the household and not and being a man or yeah. being a female and not sharing. Yeah. I think now we're in a space in this world to where it's okay to share and, and open up and be a little bit more vocal about those things, which it's is a testament to a lot of people that we listen to either directly or indirectly, but just, just being able in this day and age to say the word mental illness and you're not shunned or scared to even say it says a lot. Yeah. So obviously all the all the jobs that you led up until now well, have... I, I had well so radio one and in and back in that process what i did learn to be successful in all of those roles from a personal and a professional and i needed mentors gotcha that was i'll talk very, about that talk, that was very important so for me. tell me how you feel about mentors like who are your mentors what do you think about mentors how do you view mentors it is a must understood it's a must um, because again, I don't know everything and I, I'll give you an example cause we'll, we'll fast forward. So after I left channel two, again, I, I, somebody reached out and said radio one, which is 97, nine, the box match mm -hmm. one Oh two. And now radio now used to be classic, uh, boom back in the day, but was looking for a digital integrated sales manager. And I was like, Oh wow. Cool. That's kind of what I started over here. Mm -hmm. blah, blah. I did digital, right? Yep. A little bit of TV. Yeah. Now radio. So I feel like, Oh, I'm kind of let me let me start full circle. Yeah, absolutely. Let me right? close those so, gaps. Yeah, exactly. So I looked at that opportunity. Kind of was 
everything was going well at Channel 2. wasn't pushed to leave, but I was in a sales role. Now I was going up to a leadership role. Okay. So I took the opportunity to leap. Okay. And lead. Leap and lead was what I led with, and that's what I did. Um, but in doing that, I when as soon as I got to Radio 1, something was very different. I was in a conference room about this size and met the sales staff. And uh-huh. that sales staff is very veteran. Okay. Tenured. Okay. So I was a young leadership manager uh, at the time, one of the only women on the sales side. I worked with three men. Was your role new to the company, it or wasn't was it new. okay? It, it had been there, but that position had been vacant for all thirteen months before okay. I took it. They okay. were really trying to find the best, the right person for person. okay. Correct. So when I came in, again, new, um, a, a, a B sales staff. Uh, veterans, young people, new people, but mostly veteran staff. So mm-hmm. older, older, um, tenured reps were there. And I was the only woman on the sales side. I worked with all men. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's pretty a little intimidating sell, right? a little bit. In a sense, because like, I got males at home. I got a son and a husband. Yeah. And I go, I got to work all these workmen around here. Right. Yeah. So I had, you know, my, my general, um, a manager was a man. My direct director of sales was a man. And then the, uh, sales manager was a man. And I was just, Hey, little lady, over. but I was very, confident in who I was as a woman mm-hmm. so important the gender didn't really matter as it related to what I brought to the table right and how I did my work how I carried myself mm-hmm. um, but it was very important to have mentors when I mean back to my point conference room this size everybody and I was like wow veteran staff was like you know you get there you're the young person people attitudes oh, listen you don't know more than me you're younger than me yeah right and I remember having a one-on-one with one of the employees, and I said, you know, it's funny because they did. They were t- pretty much told me that was their attitude. You you can't teach me nothing. Wow. And I appreciated them being that candid. Mm-hmm. You um, knew where they stood, at least yeah, at the very I least. I did know where they stood. But not only that, what was ironic about that situation, that same employee was one of one of my top employees. Um, but we later developed a relationship outside of work, inside of work. But we learn from each other mm-hmm. because what I what we both quickly realized was that, and I said I said you, you know I hate that you feel that way because mm-hmm. that's a feeling you don't know what I can teach you don't know what assets that I bring to the table that you may not know yeah you've been in your role and you're an expert in your role yep and I don't know your role so you have a lot and I said and I switched it just like that there's a lot you can teach me I'm willing to learn but I'm sure I have some things that I can teach you are you willing to learn. And what and, was the response to that? And absolutely. Because at the end of the day, I put it back on you. Yeah. Right. That's no, that's like, we're human beings. We're two people, but we're adults. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, you can't think in this world that you know everything. I think I know everything. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. That's why knowledge is power. Yep. And we have to go seek that information. Right. And I, I Jason would tell you my husband at the time, he was a knowledge seeker. Yeah. I was like, Oh, tell me. He's yeah. like, you got to know it for yourself. No, no, no. Tell me I'm too busy. But I do understand that process now. Right. You got to know it for yourself. You yep. got to be able to understand and articulate it so that then you can give it out to somebody else. No, I agree. 100%. But that was important because my mentors. A lot. I, I didn't know it all. Who were some who were some of your mentors? One of my mentors. Actually, she's a mental health advocate. Her okay. name is Sonia Boyd. Um, she has her own. Well, she at the time she was working with an urgent psych uh, company. You okay. was aware of it. I told you guys invited a few events in the past. But she's still a mentor. Now she's branched off. She's into uh, her own podcast, got State of Mind. Um, and she t- works on the mind and evolution of discovering your best self. Okay. Um, but she was always a mentor in both my personal and my professional. And it's important because she's older. 
mm-hmm. right? So that's that's wisdom yep. that I'm getting from her, right? And I I have been blessed to say like, oh my God, thank you, Sonia. Like, great, right? And then I have Sheree Lawal, Sheree Lawal Price. She's a mentor. She's um, she was at Unity National Bank. Um, just a good friend. We did some business together. We mm-hmm. had our own dealings together. And just just uh, another person. Not uh, actually, she's two years younger than me. Okay. Have a good mix. Two years younger than me, but she's again wise. But Been you definitely you educated. you use them as people that you can bounce ideas off of. I use them as people that I can confide in. Okay. I use them as people I can bounce ideas off of. And when I say my mentors, my mentors are like. Um, I tell people you have a social, you have different level how you can classify people. Yeah. A lot of my mentors are people that I consider closer, close like friends or closer than a friend because I have them for these reasons, right? Yep. But I can also pick up the phone, like I said, both personal and professional. And if I need them, they're there. They're there for you. They're there. And it's it's the side of no questions asked. It's because it's you, Erica. Mm-hmm. It's you. We'll deal with everything else on the back end. I just lost my dad. I call one of them just kind of just venting just out of shock and it was just like what do you need yeah they didn't nothing more just what do you need what do you need listen to you what do you need absolutely and you know and as i said that's the fortunate part about building relationships both professionally and personally how important was the mentorship that you received to your success today very because some of those things and they're still my mentors i Uh I don't think mentors go away yeah right i even and, and she's not a mentor but she's a guided uh person that i follow for information and seek was Clarinda McGrady, Tracy McGrady's wife. Mm-hmm. I went to a lot of her um, self empowerment things, right? When I was dealing with some of the uh, the struggling um, um, inner workings of dealings with my marriage, mm-hmm. I was, you know, going to some of her classes, listening to some of the things she said, trying to apply, and that that's kind of where the marriage side felt because we would say and want to do, but I was feeling in the application side got you the actual doing the yes. getting your hands dirty yes. and i it. was yeah not again we well have faults yeah but mine was it was hard to apply because i was still struggling with balance and then there was some other personal things that I, i'm like i need help it's weighing too heavy on me and and i just i was at a breaking point right and i think everybody has one yeah well that's just my i, can't no, I mean everybody i think everybody has a breaking point everybody, somewhere people handle it the way they handle it and i chose to handle it the way i handle it mm-hmm. Um, but again, a lesson because I've learned through it. Um, and God's still blessing. He's still working, right? So I was at Radio 1. I was there for two and a half years. Had a great run. Mm-hmm. Great run. Love, 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 love. A lot of Radio 1, um, not not me, but as a company, was experiencing a lot of turnover. Mm-hmm. Uh, very competitive in the market, fighting for market share. You know, um, iHeart is one of the competitors. 93.7, the beat came into the market. Yep. Through a monkey wrench, right? And it just, you know, it, it took some time. But again... Hey, shout out to 97.9 in the box and that whole family over there. They're doing well. Um, but I, I was able to be very successful over there and build some tenured relationships then. But it was then when I decided or when I started to feel more of my spirit, intuition. Telling you to. Telling me there's something bigger. For you. For me. Mm-hmm. And this is where my process met my purpose. Talk about it. My process met my purpose because not just even just was like, well, what's your purpose? What are you trying to do? Which one? Listen, I say I, I I find fulfillment in helping people get to where they want to get. If they're stuck, I help them get to execution. Mm-hmm. That is a fulfillment that I feel by helping somebody else that otherwise they didn't know how to help themselves. Yeah, that that was purposeful to me because God put that on my heart. That was through 
me doing it, meditating, God put that on my heart. And I find fulfillment is a joy that. that feels different, right? So I was working, you know, very successful Radio 1. Um, my entrepreneur hat came on because, again, I'm still working as an entrepreneur. These people have to go out and sell. I had a lot of direct reports that reported mm -hmm. to me. And it was a lot of responsibility. How many did you have at the time? Do you know? God, Radio 1, maybe 17 at the moment. Okay, so 17, 17 people reporting to yes, you. and at one time. Gotcha. And it was, you know, meetings, constant meetings with your employees, constant meeting with your clients, constant meetings with the inner workings of our so staff. A lot going on every day. A lot day. going on every day. Again, don't forget home. Yep. Right? So there was a lot of burnout with Radio 1. And that's really – and there was some internal uh, challenges with the company that, as well with leadership. Um, and unfortunately, um, when I left in December um, – Right what year were you in now? We 2017. 2017. So I was there. I started in 2015. Okay. I, I left in December of 2017, very, right at the beginning of the new year, really, of 2018. January, okay. I was out of there. Um, but they started a new leadership, uh, Pam, uh, Pam McKay, woman, GM, great. I love giving props to my woman. She's awesome, by the way. Um, came in right in September. Okay. Uh, end of September-ish, maybe, but I was already on the cusp of having conversations that I may be transitioning out of Radio 1, unbeknownst to her. She was new. I had an issue with previous leadership, how mm -hmm. things were handled. And again, I'm working my butt. I had been in a leadership role. I was in my role, but I was also in a hybrid role as a sales manager. Okay. So I was pulling extra additional duties. Yeah, a lot on your, a lot on your no plate. No director sales. Then the actual uh, general sales manager resigned. So it was literally just me and, and another sales manager running the entire sales side of a station, which typically takes about four people to do. So wow. you're now down to two people. For almost a year, I did this. Wow. So, obviously, that was a lot of work for you. A lot. And so, now we're, obviously, now in 2018. Yeah, so we're so around 20, we're, January, we're February. Yeah, we're, we're, and yeah. I'm getting to that breaking point. I'm like, okay, I'm working my, you know what, off. Because yeah. it doesn't matter. I give 110. Yeah. Right? Because at the end of the day, I'm here. It's a choice. Remember, I said everything's a choice. And your name is on the line. You, that, your reputation. I chose to come here today. Yeah, yep. So, I'm going to make the best out of whatever's being presented to me today. Right? Um, but it was a lot going on mentally, right? Anxiety was out, dealing with home. And um, I said to myself, even with that, I was like, not only that, I started to pay attention a little bit too with with making money, like numbers. Like I was like, oh, wow, the company's making this amount of money and I'm making this percentage of that amount of money, but I feel that I'm working this amount of time. So now so the I entrepreneurial hat started yeah, to put on and say, okay. There's a, there was an imbalance and yeah. I, I, that, that kind of started just kind of to reveal. But again, I started to find I wasn't so much focused on the money as much mm -hmm. as, again, my spirit was talking to me. Mm -hmm. That purposefulness was talking to me. I would talk to people and consult and I would get that feedback naturally. You should be a consultant. Yeah. You should do this. And they were picking up on my natural abilities. And I said, yeah, maybe I should try to do this. So, again, now, now mind you. I've been building a network because I believe in networking. Yeah. I'm a network. Since you've been in Houston, you've been building a network. Queen. I will go to a meeting. I will work a room. I will touch hands, shake babies, kiss babies. I will do it all. Yeah. Pets, it doesn't matter. Building relationships. Building relationships is important because you can be, I'm not from this city. Yeah. But again, this is my city. I feel like this is home now, right? Because I've made it home. Absolutely. I went out there. I've you did the work. Relationships. Exactly. Um, and I was doing well, but it came to the point I was like, I can't do this. And like I said, I, I, I had an opportunity to work with Slim Thug, Boss Life Ball, 
Um, and I work with some others. I work with Diddy, uh, contract work, uh, just different little, little, little bitty things started to just line up. So make it clear for everybody. Cause I want to bring value to anyone that's listening. What is it that you're doing today? And so you're today, today. My role is right now, as it stands, I am um, an independent marketing consulting. I have uh, my own independent marketing consulting firm. And this started is, in, it started in 2017. Okay. Right. It, it, it launched, but I didn't really go do anything. Fledged until 2018 so 2018 is when you got serious behind it you started to put all of your eggs in your basket you start betting on yourself and said everything. all under the stuff that name, i've learned under your everything, name everything and what's the name of the company tart enterprises so and, my maiden okay. last name is tart okay. eventually initially when i thought about doing this i brainstormed about having a nonprofit mm-hmm. um, of some sort it was talking about teaching advocating and redefining tradition which was my last name spelled out mm-hmm. Um, and it was going to be the umbrella, you know, you start thinking like, oh my, cause again, I'm a marketing consultant. Yeah. All my hats was like, okay, I can do this. It's going to be the hub and I'm going to break down all these businesses. But then, like I said, a target enterprises became a 360 degree marketing consulting firm. Okay. I can consult with anybody about their marketing strategy. Right. And I provide a solution for what to do, what's next. What, and I'm, and I'm not talking about short term. I'm talking about where do you want to see your business in the next three to five years? How do you, what do those projections look like? Mm-hmm. What, are, what should you do from a marketing standpoint? Doing a deep dive on their business and getting them to the where they want to go, where, where they tell you that they want to go. They key, where are your key performance indicators indicating that you're going to get the best return on your investment through these sorts of marketing solutions that I can offer you, whether it be through traditional or non-traditional forms of media, whether it's through digital media, whether it's through my contacts, my affiliates, yep. whatever it is. Yep. I am here to consult so that your business grows for the next Forever, yeah. Really, so, but it's a starting point. So you threw out some some names out there that are very high class individuals yeah. that millions of people would recognize if they seen them on television course, or uh, social media. Yeah. And anyone I believe that looks at your social media can see some of those individuals that you wear, whether yeah. it's a picture or a video yeah. or consulting. Tell us a little bit about how you help them and how you got there. Because obviously you didn't turn on the lights and says, okay, now it's Erica Tart Enterprises. No. Oh, all of but a sudden it, people come beating down my door. People, like I told you before, we just talked about it. People pay attention. Yep. So again, that's really what it was. I worked at a radio station. Again, yeah, when you're in these opportunities, you don't take light of them. Mm-hmm. I was I was blessed to have an opportunity to work at a radio station, the number one radio station in Houston, a mm-hmm. legacy station. Mm-hmm. Many people come up there every day with resumes, applications, trying to get into that position or that field or that company. Yes. So I was blessed, right? And I didn't take it lightly. So every company that I have had, I've built those relationships and I didn't take it lightly. So again, the Slim thing, he was, Slim's a, he's a, he's a rap artist, yeah. right? But not only in rap artists, he has things that he does in the foundation. He has, you know, he builds uh, homes, right? Yeah, he has yeah. Boss Life Construction. Um, he's a nonprofit. He has Boss Life uh, Clothing, uh, Boss Life Management. It's an entity, Yeah. right? So again, so, I knew him from radio, but at the opportunity came where they were coming in and it was like, you know, my mentor was like, hey, I'm helping them with boss relationships. Yep. Everything is relationships. It's all circling back to relationships. I'm helping them with boss life construction and they have boss life ball. And I know your new business is going to align with it, where they need to go in the future. And I said, oh, the future. Start thinking big. Yeah. Let's think bigger. Mm-hmm. I had a meeting. Uh, sat down, me and the guys. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, and it was it was good for me because I was used to dealing with guys, right? Yeah. I came from a sales staff leadership with three males. When I met with Slim, I met with Slim and three of his partners, mm-hmm. all males. 
guess what? Honed in on your skills. Was all, on he was already skills. sharp, so you Erica's was ready. Erica's very confident. And guess, they, they, they didn't give me no shit. They give people shit, but they didn't give me no shit. And it developed a relationship for the long run. There's been, like right now, I've, it's three years now going on Boss Life Ball. And this was the first year that I've kind of scaled back a little bit just due to personal things. Yeah. Passing on my dad, my separation. Um, but the relationship side is great. For example, um, I pick up the phone. I call Slim. Puma calls me and say, hey, I need Slim to do this. I can pick up the phone direct, have a conversation, whatever yeah. you need. It's respect, right? Because at the end of the day, I valued their business. I value, I bought more to their business in the sense of helping their business grow. They need sponsors. Let's get sponsors. Yeah. Right? Yep. We want to support the cause. Let's get out here in the streets. Let's have a back to school event. Let's pull in our community. Let's go have meetings at these community uh, centers in the in, in third ward, in fifth ward. Let's go do it. Let's go meet with the mattress company to talk about giving back mattresses for kids during the holiday seasons because some of them are you know, don't have, don't have, yep. You know, you have to be in the trenches, right? And they respect somebody that can, I'm not just cause Erica has grown levels. Erica don't have a big head. Yeah. Erica is still Erica at the core and her value and her purpose is still to help people move from stagnant to execution. How do I do that? I'm still me. I'm still consistent. And I still found value in being a quality person. It's all sort same when you started quality. It's the same. Give them quality. To the core. And like I said, and I, and, I, and I get people help me around me, right? Because when people believe in you, they buy into you, yeah. right? I have a, a, a huge support group. And I will be honest to tell you, a lot wouldn't be possible without the support group. I have I have an intern, a uh, very smart young lady, University of Houston student. Uh, she studied to be in PR herself. I've had friends that I met through other coincidences and people that are now working with me part-time. They mm-hmm. help execute my events. Some have catered my events, and it's just like a family affair. If I pick up the phone, I need these people that day. There for you. I work for Attorney Payne. Uh, congratulations to him. He has the Payne Law Firm. He's now one of the uh, nominated nominated ones for the Pinnacle this year. Very successful wow. uh, personal injury attorney. I've been putting on his events now, going on three years. Very successful. We started, you know, at a smaller venue. Uh, last year we had a bigger venue. Um, 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 the Majestic Metro, Sylvester Turner was there. We get the people to come out and yep. show up. I've seen that. Um, I saw that. But it's 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 rewarding to me because again, it's not for the cameras. It's more for the benefit that I see that business is doing. How, Absolutely. How is pain? Because pain could be employing my son down yeah. the line. Yeah. Right? He's developing jobs right now for people that are at U of H. Right. Some of his money goes into those schools and and those charities or whoever it may be. Same mm-hmm. thing with Slim. Right. Yeah. Um. And that's why I said I think it's important for us in in our community just to give back, share information. And support one another. Absolutely. Um, but there's a number. Like I said, that list can go on. I have my, my website. It's www.tartenterprise.com. Yeah, give us all your information. If somebody is looking to accelerate their business and come up with a more developed marketing scheme and think about the next three to five years. Absolutely. How can they get in contact with you? How can they reach you? The best your... thing to do is to, to definitely reach out to my website. My website is www.tartenterprise.com. Okay. And on my website, there's a, you can contact us. There's a contact form you can fill out. It comes directly to me as well as my intern. We both get it. Okay. We don't want to miss any lines of communication. Okay. Right. And also on my website, it tells you every aspect of business consulting and marketing consulting that I do. So it breaks it down, whether it's event, whether it's nonprofit. And then I also show you who are my partners that I partner with so that you can do some research. I don't want people to just 
if you haven't encountered Erica, like you know me, yeah. you go by what I'm telling you. Yeah. I want you to do the research, do the work. I want you to get a reference. You, I want to be able to let you send you over my references and you you make sure that it's the best fit for you. Because to be honest with you, I myself have not worked with people because that wasn't quality for me. Gotcha. It wasn't about the money. I've turned down business. And it was because of my reputation or because of what I heard their reputation was. And I had to learn that sometimes through the hard way. Yeah. I was also at a point, uh, Latoria Lemon, she's a well-known publicist here in Houston, a good friend of mine. She guided me through the ropes or even up until the point that I left Radio 1. Yeah. And we worked together on certain projects. But she she, she let me learn some things. And some things she was like, you're going to figure that out. Yeah. And I'm glad she did because, again, you have, you to, have to figure it out. things on your own. It's a part. I mean, I Obviously, the name of the show was Processing a Process, but everything a is a process. Man, I don't, you tell me this real quick. I know you've been asking me. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Go ahead. Processing shoot. Processing the Process. How did you <clears throat> come up with the, the name? What? How did that ide- ideology come about? That's a good question. So, like everyone, when you're on social media, you have to come up with a name, like yeah. something something catchy. It doesn't have to be. It could be your name. It could be anything. Right. For me, I did go through a few of them. But at one point, being that my name is Melvin, and sometimes people call me Mel, which actually is a play on words with sure. actually like a letter in the mail, M-A-I-L, Mel. Mm-hmm. But obviously my name is Melvin, M-E-L-V-I-N. So I was thinking processing um, the mail is my Instagram. So if you go to processing the mail, that's me. Now, when I start thinking about this concept of this show and this podcast, you know, what's I want to have a show, have a conversation with something that is true to myself, a conversation that I can have that I'm going to actually listen and understand and engage in, but something that people that's listening and watching can get something out of. And the one thing that I always saw was we always hear about the finish line. We always hear about the Kobe's. We always hear about LeBron. the LeBron's, the the Tyler Perry's, like anyone that is successful. And I'm talking about the major individuals in society that we can Look turn to now. But I always knew that there was always a process behind that. There's no, there's no finish line that they saw. We don't. We saw the the game winning shot, but we didn't necessarily see the them the work they put in, the 5 a.m. gym workouts, or Tyler Perry sleeping in his car. We we know the stories, but we didn't see that. So for me, it was like processing the process. A play on words with my with my Instagram handle and the name that I that I use, but. I wanted to go behind that. And if you ever recall, I'll send it to you or I'll post it on the video so you can see it. But there's so many different memes out there. And one of them is two characters. There's a character A and B at the start line. Right. There's a character A and B at the finish line. Mm -hmm. But within that picture and within that meme, there's a direct line for one character going from A to B, straight line. From here to success, finish line. But on the left, there's another character with a squiggly line, a dead end, turn around. He's going in circles before he reaches finish line. And that's what this show is about. It's about the ups and downs and the struggles to show and, that, and, hey. And, and, and rest assured, that's the reality. That it, That's the true, it is. authentic reality of life, period. Life is built that way. Every single thing is a process. And if you talk to anyone successful, if you watch anyone's interviews over the course – just watch 20 hours of anybody's interview that you want, that you admire and you want to be like, oh, I want Muhammad Ali, Diddy, you name it. Yeah. At some point, they're going to talk about the journey, the process, falling in love with that process. And that word kept coming up. So for me, it's like if you fall in love with the process, you're going to succeed. The problem is you have to be consistent 
and you can't waver. I'm in sales. I've been in sales for many years. And the reason why some people aren't successful is not because they don't know what to do is because they stop doing what they should do because they don't see the success in a short amount of time. It's a, it's a marathon. And not only that, in sales, like you said, even back then, it's, you know, we have employees, they always say, well, I am successful overall, but, you know, in sales, it's always like, what are you doing for me now? Yeah. Right? And that's, uh, we get hit with that. But it's something you said, and I, and I, and I appreciate it, because we both know, we, we, we love food, right? Matter of fact, they have a, a block party, they turkey leg hunt. Yeah. This is a prime example. Prime. I want to get them on the show, too. You, you, can. you can. I definitely want to get Nakia uh, and, and Lynn. Absolutely. Great. I know they would do the show because they have a story. They have a process. And they've had that squiggly line that you just talked about. Absolutely. The process. Absolutely. And what's so important about it, and I say that, is to say, again, we have to share. Because this is our testimony that's going to help somebody else, right? And we need to be real so that my son or your kids, when you ever, they don't think it's just that straight line. Because if we do, we set them up for failure. Absolutely. And that's not what we're Absolutely. supposed to do. So, it's, it's, and, I, and, and like I said, I love the fact, and I, I'm on social media quite a bit, but one thing that I like about the turkey leg hut, Nikki and Lynn owners over there, is that they, they, they don't hide it. They show you. They show they it. They show you the process. And he keep it real. Y'all think late nights, early mornings, I think that's their slogan. Got it from the mud. Yes, everything. Yep. Late nights, early mornings. And it's really, that's really the grind. Like, I will tell you, as an entrepreneur, my sleep pattern when y'all sleep, I'm up. Yeah. I tell people all the time, I am up. Yeah. Three o'clock, I'm up. My son's probably get what my wife, because I'm working, baby. Yeah. Don't get it, but that's just what it takes. You got to go. And I never realized this. I was like, it's, when you have your own business, it's, 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 it's going to be, no, it's harder. It's not, everything is on you. Everything. Everything's your, your fault. Everything's <laughs> on you. Yeah. When it falls, it crumbles, it's on you, right? So you have to be willing to accept. But again, it's everything goes back to your mind. So again, when you when I asked you about the the how you came up with the, the the name of it, you had to even process that here. Yeah. To get it out here. Yeah. That's that's phenomenal right there. Like I that is it. how brilliant the mind works. That's amazing. I appreciate it. Well, I'm I'm trying. You know, I I just I see an opportunity to sit down and learn from individuals like yourself, yeah. and hopefully in the future for many more in, in, individuals that I'm sitting down with and have the opportunity of learning their story sure. and their journey. But this show is a process. You know, my career, my job is everything is a process. And the more that I can learn from other individuals, because obviously everyone learns a little bit different. I like viewing content rather than the video form and sitting down with individuals. So for me to sit down with people and talk about it, it's helping me develop my process that's and good. develop it. So, and that's what it should be. Everything is generated on content. Like I said, I'm in marketing. Yeah. And honestly, so again, if they need, you know, anything marketing now, that's where they can reach me again. I also have social media. It's, it's M S E R I C A N D L E Y. So Miss Erica Canley, that's on uh, Instagram. That's my primary point. Okay. Um, again, my website is a contact and then I have my business information listed as far as my phone number where they can reach me. And then of course my email is Erica at tart enterprises.com. Last but not least, like currently, it's like, so, like you said, I'm always been that go, 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 go. Yeah. You know, but unfortunately, yeah, I went through my divorce and I had to take a few steps back, right? Understood, yep. And and at the end of the day, I still don't, I, I, I'm saying I'm taking steps back because I feel that's also part of the process, that somewhere along the line, I didn't learn the lessons that I should have learned then, so now God's just bringing me back yeah. so that I could learn them. Yeah. So that hopefully it doesn't affect my child. But uh, 
currently, so I'm still doing my business stuff, right, full time. And it's hard because, again, now I'm a single mother. Yeah. I, Caleb has, you know, but it's a lot more on me at one time. When mm -hmm. I was struggling before to balance, I have no choice but to learn how to balance. And yeah. It's, it's given me that because now I'm, I'm much more strategic in uh, what, what I do, where I go, who I'm with, what I, it, all of it, yeah. right, because now it's more on my plate. But um, I recently took a job. I know some people mentioned it. I said, hey, being an entrepreneur and not having benefits is hard. Yeah. Okay, Trump, you can, you know, I mean, I thought about going to Canada, but hey, I'm in America. <laughs> we just, we, we need to vote people. We need to exercise the right to vote. Um, so I was, I will go ahead and say, you know, it's coming up. Do what you need to do. Yeah. Um, but I um, took a position with United. Okay. I did a job at United Airlines, so I'm excited about it. Congratulations. Yes, excited. So big picture was this. It was like, okay. I, matter of fact, I had got a job last year with the airline, but then I went through my divorce and had to put that on hold because oh. my family is primarily not here. Yeah. So I wouldn't have anybody to really help me with Caleb in a sense. Okay. Um, so I kind of just took the years to start diving into my business, kind of picked up some other, you know, bigger deals and some contracts and um, partner with some other partners and it's been it's been fine it's been able to sustain that's you know, good like i said it's ups and downs when you're an entrepreneur yep um but i knew i needed benefits um and i and I, i've always been what's next i want to see the world yeah. i've always been that i'm out you know i'm a sagittarius by nature we love to be out we want to travel you want to go travel. i want to experience and not only for me but my son yeah um, so when the United job became an opportunity, I said, you know what? I have the opportunity to now do several things with this platform. Yeah. Um, so United is, um, I, I got the job, but then they were, they were on a holding freeze and until, um, business needs for next training. So it's supposed to be fall. Okay. So I should be starting any, any time now. And I'm excited about it. Um, possibly relocating. I, that is a possibility. Okay. I still have my home here in Houston. Um, but I, I looked at it in several different ways. I said, okay, great. I have an opportunity now to travel the world. Great benefits, great pay. Yeah. And I, my child can do it with me. Awesome. Right. And in, in, in a sense where, Hey, you can see the world and a lot of kids, they don't have they that don't. opportunity. I right? mean, I didn't and go out of the country. So I was in my twenties. See, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So yeah, we want him to do a little head start on that. Yeah. Um, but then I also said from a business standpoint, I can also where I'm in a sense local, have some regional and have affiliated or contracted out some national contracts. I can now, Meet people from all over all the over world. world. Continue to do what you've been doing since day one. On a bigger scale. Absolutely. So we talked about thinking big. I'm now thinking bigger by using my platform, but now being an influence outside of my circle. So I work today here even. I'm an influencer. influencer. So now even though people tell me about, you know, being a marketing consultant, I talk about being an influential marketing consultant or mm -hmm. being an influencer at anything that I do because I have the power to influence people just based on my name and my brand and my reputation. Absolutely. Um, so I think that is a key to success now. And I, and I'm, I'm grateful for that next journey and we'll see where it takes us because I think Tar enterprises as a conglomerate, you know, Hey, I yeah, be able to, can be big. Yeah. It can but, be. I mean, it will be. again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for Thanks sharing for your story. Me. Um, you are still in your journey and still in your process and everything is one day at a time. And I appreciate you sharing Fact. all of that and being very candid. Um, I will say one thing that we do here uh, at uh, Processing the Process is give the opportunity because we know that content lives forever, especially when it's online, but also speaking things into existence. Fact. So I, believe in it. I want you to give us two individuals. One is going to be business. Mm -hmm. One is going to be personal. Sure. I want you to speak into existence people that you want to meet on a business level, rather it's somebody you want to do business with, someone you want to be a partner 
and someone selfish. Like you just want to meet that person just because, because we don't know who's going to see this and hear this. Like I always say, it could be next week. It could be two years from now, but someone may be like, Oh, I saw Erica said she wanted to meet such and such. That's my cousin. Like, can I, let me just DM her real quick and set that up. So who are some individuals or an individual in business that you want to do business with? That's like a well, or maybe not a well, but it's like, I really want to do business with this individual or company. Do you have you have anybody in your in your sites? In my sites, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big, broad question, right? A, it is. It's huge. So, um, recently, broad. I've been working a lot with this. Um, what you may have heard, One Africa uh, Music Festival. I did it. I met these guys back when I worked at radio. Um, um, so, I do want to work. Um, with I like I've worked been working with them. I've been invited to some opportunities. But I kind of want to get more into um, international. Okay, more um, international business. Yes. No matter what because that is, I, just yeah, a little bit I more think international. Some value there. Um, for example, I got hit with um, Africa is building its first Uber um, boat transportation system. Okay. Um, it's something new. It's it's somewhere um, out in Lagos. Um, but that's that's like I want to expand to broader. That 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 brings the U.S. and, you know, um, Africa specifically together. Okay. I'm also, I am working with some um, projects specifically around Africa, just based on those relationships that could be huge. Um, um, I will, one, in a sense, it's, um, I'm trying to, in a sense, uh, without giving it away, I'm saying it here, so if it happens, it comes after this, just know I said it here. <laughs> exclusive. Um, trying to, yeah, exclusively breaking on process to process. Uh, broker um, uh, Afro Beats radio station here in Houston. Amazing. Houston is a big market, one of the third largest cities, right? Almost second now. Um, but it does not have its own Afrobeats radio station. A lot of the radio stations may play some Afrobeats music, typically when it's featured with an American what? artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of these artists are phenomenal. They don't get the radio play standalone and let outside of their own uh, streaming application or online. But I feel this market, especially having the amount of Africans, specifically Nigerians here in this marketplace, should have. And it can thrive in yes. this environment and it's, here it's just in Houston. It's going to do so much for the community here as a whole. So I'm working on a few different projects to make this happen behind Amazing. the scenes. Awesome. Um, and I, I think there's a benefit for here, but I also think there's a better benefit to help where we're from, um, which is Africa. Perfect. Right? Like to bring it back. Yeah. There. So um, that is one thing I've also, it, it personally, I've, I've never met, but I, I want to meet um, a few people, honestly. I've always been amazed by Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Because That's a big one. Yes. Yeah, I, I've always been amazed by someone that is that talented that have went through their life with no sight. Yeah. But it's just um the value, you know, that that person has, you know, and just in their own life, just to be happy and to not give up and to pursue their dreams and to be one of the baddest people to ever absolutely persevere he's a legend yeah, i i love that absolutely um i would love to one day meet stevie wonder um is a person that i would want to meet i definitely also want to meet um michelle obama i think she's just a bad sister bro she just she bad. is she bad sister. a great book that I mean, came I've out too her, yeah i haven't read the book um but i've i've, I've seen her out yeah just i i want that personal one-on-one with her time to uh, yeah 
just because again, you know, you're 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 married to you know a president, right? Yeah. And you're a mother, and then you have your own path of success that you have going to going back to what you just, were talking yeah, about juggling that it's a lot it is and for you to be able to stand and withstand all of that to maintain your marriage to be to be a good leader in in the white house outside of white house in your community it's and a do lot. it with grace it, yeah and do it with grace and class, class. absolutely class, i mean classy um i definitely want to meet her um, well we're gonna get on that so it's one if anyone is out there watching and listening yeah, if you hey. have any international relationships please you know how to contact erica That's right. as well as if anyone at any point in time hears this yeah. please do not be shy about it we are trying to connect her with stevie wonder <laughs> and miss michelle obama Facts. those are two big names it'll be a blessing for you to have the opportunity to sit down and talk to them and, and pick their brain but yeah. Again, thank you so much for sitting down and sharing your story and your process and, and where you are. And I know it's just the beginning. And it is. And not only that, we just got to remember, too, the process changes. Absolutely. So you have to be willing to adapt and evolve with the change. It's a process. And that's what the definition of it is. Absolutely. I appreciate Thanks for it. for having me. Thank you.